Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 187 for June 12th, 2019. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make Build Modify, Lakeside Woodcrafter, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, and Gengi and Pop Pop Makerspace. What? Well, I know none of us are working on anything except for Tim, but I'm still going to ask the question. What are we working on? Tim Sway, go first. I was going to use this time to instead say guitars instead of saying that. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna talk about some other stuff. Um, I went over the weekend and I picked up twenty six hollow cord doors from Peter, a listener of this podcast. For five four two custom woodwork is his uh, Instagram handle. Uh, super nice young man. He's a he's a contractor. He works for a contractor by day and um and so they were doing a big job and they had all these buildings that they were like replacing all the doors in like four or five buildings on this property so each building had like seven doors in it and you know he didn't want to throw them out and uh, it was worked out that it was close enough to me to save them um but so i went i met him in west Hartford where he had just rented his shop like he he rented this brand new space that he's oh, going to cool. turn into a shop and it's, so he hasn't it's barely started yet but it's, so it was really neat to see that and see it's a it's a superb location because it's in a very affluent town and it's not on the main road but it's it's only it's like the back of a building that's on the main road so you can see it from the main road you know and so if he gets very the right accessible. signage and stuff it's like he it's like he has a storefront almost has a storefront it doesn't really have the way the space is set up but so it's like really super cool to see that um, and we were talking about like you know how he's going to set it up and stuff it was a lot of fun it was very nice to meet him and uh, and again thank you Peter for for uh, saving those doors from the landfill for me I'm going to make lots of stuff out of them that's going to confuse people in the future probably <laughs> now seeing doors. you um, yeah, seeing lots of smaller you doors. load all that stuff up into the back of that truck so do the all four or all three um, rails come off of your truck or just the back uh, yeah all three sides of the bed obviously the fourth side is where the headache rack is and where I sit right, the, right. the other three sides all come off you have to just take a screw out and they slide right off of a hinge and you can fold nice, them down so. and stuff so hey. yeah so the essentially you have a flatbed right I, you do exactly so that's one of the reasons i bought that truck though is like the versatility of the bed you know versus like a ford ranger or something like that like a smaller truck with the wheel wells and everything. there's way more space way more versatility it sure it lacks the horsepower but you know it's got enough for me i was able to do 55 miles an hour and well 50 55 is always a little sketchy <laughs> 48 really hey, but, yeah. but you were hauling 32 doors uh, 26, yeah, but I, I've hauled more than, I've, the, it's rated at 750 pounds, and I've hauled 600 pounds in it, because I went to the dump, um, and then one time I went to the scrapyard, and I had over 500 pounds in it, and it doesn't, it doesn't have a problem, it's just as slow, with or without the 500 pounds in the back. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, uh, and then the other thing I, I did is, um, uh, I, I had this idea in my head for a while, and, um, I wanted to I wanted to give a guitar away and at first 
Um, Thank you, Tim. Uh, that is yeah. so thoughtful. I love you. <laughs> um, I was, you know, I was thinking about my first idea was like, you know, I'm gonna give a guitar away to like, you know, like a a minor celebrity or maybe like one of my punk rock heroes or something like that. Like, I thought it'd be like a be kind of fun to do, maybe help promote the business. And as I was thinking about that, I was thinking about, you know, what these guys get stuff given to them all the time by people, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna do the exact opposite. I'm gonna give it away to just some local musician. Um, not I, on the other hand, get with, nothing. So I'm going to give it away to some local musician that doesn't have a podcast with me, is what I said. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fine print in this talk. Yeah. yeah. So I, so I, um, Dave Gagne, Elm City Dave, you know, he goes out and about quite a bit in the New Haven area. And unlike me, I, I just don't do that stuff anymore. But so I was like, hey, I was like, hey, who's out there really busting their butt? You know, and like the playing the punk clubs and stuff, and um, you know, down in New Haven. And he, and he gave me this guy, Jeffrey Thunders, is his name. His, his punk name, you know, because he's got to have a punk name. And um, right. and he was like, you know, this guy, he's out. Every time I go out, he's there. He's either in the band or he's promoting the band or whatever. And and uh, so I called him up. I was like, hey, you want a guitar? And he came over my shop Sunday, and I gave him a guitar. So I'm going to have a... That's awesome. Vi- right on. Um, yeah, we'll see how it works out. I was like, you know what? Instead of as like instead of putting all, you know, sending it to some, like, Henry Rollins, where he'll be like, oh, this is great. Put it back in the bag and throw it in the closet with the 50 other guitars. People mail them. You know, I was right. like, let me give this this guy. He's out there working for a living, you know. And... Um, you know, I told him, I was like, you don't have to be a, a shill for me or a salesman or anything, but just people say, hey, where'd you get that guitar? Just say, I got it from this guy and hand him my card. That's well, all. Would, wouldn't, it, uh, wouldn't it behoove you to maybe go to a club one night where he's playing and just shoot a little film? Oh, yeah. Well, we talked about that. We're going to do some... I shot a film that I'm putting up on my second YouTube channel where I interviewed him and he tried out three guitars. And it was really cool because I had a guitar that I thought he would like. Uh, he had a guitar that he thought he would like. And then there's this other guitar. I was like, this one's pretty in the running, too. I was like, I think this might work for him in the style of music he plays. And so I gave him the one that I wanted him to play first. And he was like, yeah, this is cool. Then I gave him the one that he had kind of picked out. And he's like, eh, you know, he didn't really get into it. Then I gave him the third one, and it was just like, it happened instantly. And I kind of captured in the video. He's like, he played it for like 30 seconds. He's like, oh, this is the one. And it's like so cool. Like, like, because anybody that plays music knows that feeling. Or like maybe hockey. Maybe you're like trying to hockey sticks, and you pick up one. You're like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is my stick. And oh, it was like sure. such a, it was such a good feeling that like I made that guitar, and the best part of it, it was that the other two guitars that I was he was trying out they were ones with um factory necks where I didn't make the neck, and the one that he he liked was the one that I made the neck, and so that made me feel oh, even better. That's I was like, cool. Oh, wow, because like that's the hardest part, and that's like the most personal part, you know. Um, and so it was a really it was really interesting. Um, yeah, so that video will be up this week on my second YouTube channel of and then see what happens from there you know i mean i told him i was like all i want from you is to play it and enjoy it if you don't enjoy it and you're not playing it give it back that's all you know and if people ask you about it give them my card you don't have to be out there on the stage like thanking me or talking about me i said maybe once a month send me a photo of you playing it you know and keep a stack of your cards in his pocket of course to be able to oh yeah yeah i gave him a stack of cards and a stack of flyers and you know yeah right so So, um that's where i want to work anyway i'm sorry go ahead bill I was going to say, one other Tim Sway guitar-related thing. I noticed uh, the interaction to where you had uh, shown something you were doing with Presswood that we decided, yeah. I decided that there's no good to ever come of that, and it looks like you're trying to prove that wrong. I had made that guitar a while ago because um, we were talking okay. last week on the podcast about uh, using MDA, or the like IKEA wood, basically. And, um, Presswood and is what I Chipboard, yeah. Yeah, yeah chipboard. And one of our... Um, one of our listeners, um, is it? I'm looking for Alan Page. Right? Thank you, Alan. I was looking through my email. Thank you. 
um, it said something about making guitar amplifier cabinets, which I thought was a great idea because they some of them kind of are made of that type of stuff. And if you put the Actually, Tolex some on of them, it, yeah, some of them you know, are made of that. They just felter the uh, Tolex, yeah, like you said. Yeah, usually they're MDF, but I have seen things like that made out of that. And uh, and he's mentioned about guitars, and so I had made a solid core door guitar like six or eight months back. I don't remember when. And so I sent a picture of that. That I it's I don't play it or anything. I just like have it hanging on the wall, just waiting for it to fall apart, and it hasn't yet. Have you? Did you seal up the sides at all? When I made the video, I put edge banding around the sides, but okay. I didn't do a very good job, and uh, it, it started off. to peel up. It started to peel up in one corner, and then I was like, you know what? It looks better showing that it doesn't showing what's inside it, anyways. And so I peeled it all off. So yeah. what I was going to suggest uh, to seal that to where it might actually keep it together is to just use epoxy. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking that too. It would just, look really cool, and you wouldn't have to do an entire resin guitar. You know what I mean? But just, just paint the edges. Paint the edges with the epoxy, yeah. and then, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, exactly. That, yeah. That'd be fun. Is I bet it's got some girth to it, huh? Oh, yeah, it sucks. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't even, it wasn't even Ikea furniture. It was a door. It's like an inch and three quarter thick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's huge. So, you know how heavy those doors are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you could—I mean—you could hollow it out. You could do things too, you know, like you know, make it. Well, it could be a sit-down guitar. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a wall <laughs> hanger, you know. I mean, for sure. I mean, that's some of the some of the stuff I make is not necessarily meant to be played. <laughs> it's also it's for all, the statements, right? Well, it's all yeah. They're they're all art statements, the and experimental pieces, and but uh, but yeah, I just wanted to finish my my thought with uh, with 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 Jeffrey Thunders. There is that you know. I guess the idea is like I'm always talking about working locally and living locally and I ha it was just this big epiphany I was like well why should I go supporting all these touring musicians when there's these guys that are like playing my state you know and uh, so I'm going to try and get in and you know and uh, just work locally there like I, like I never want to make coffee tables for people in California why do I want to make guitars for people in California why don't I just make it for people in Connecticut you know because people from California are pretty cool as I've discovered uh, well, well there's this one lady out there that I really like oh she's the best yeah she is the best. That's debatable. <laughs> no, <laughs> you can't say that. Oh my god, I'm telling you, you said that. Don't she doesn't worry. listen. She, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm well, I'm going to text her to listen to this one. Um, yeah. <laughs> I actually, I, uh, contrary to Phil, I did actually make something this week. I didn't record it. You know, years ago, I used to uh, paracord wrap everything knife handles, hammer handles. Uh, I've done steering wheels, just, you know, make the paracord bracelets, whatever, right? And I have a, uh, a lever-action rifle that I love, It's uh, that I got, and it's really super cool. But the lever on those, you know, like the John Wayne style, the lever on those can be any bit sharp. So I, I did a little paracord wrap around that lever-action of my rifle, and uh, I was happy with that. So, it, kind of got the juices flowing it's like wow i went in the garage and i did something well great with tools you, you, you macrameed your gun that's awesome yeah <laughs> technically and i'm good with that yeah, yeah, i'm, no, I'm good with that yeah, yeah. you right. know i'm looking i'm looking over your shoulder bill in your shop there and this is the first time this has ever happened i remember last week distinctly that those two orange i guess they're cigar boxes there's like an orange box on your bench there yeah they're As in, or yeah it looks orange to me but it's like in literally the same spot so like that's like you haven't done anything like those boxes haven't even. Moved. Well, those I I've decided because they're kind of small. Those weren't there when I was there. 
Oh, no, they they came in after you after you left, I guess. Oh, those are these are, they're they're kind of small, but they're matching. And one I can make a guitar out of, and one I can make an amp out of. I thought, I've done that before, but I haven't done it in a while. So, and this is what if you made a what if you made a double neck guitar out of them? Put them together. Do a bass and a guitar. Yeah, do a bass and a guitar, and then just you know what, make them make them so they bolt together. Right, but make them so you can take them apart too. And what you, because I've wanted to do this, it's on my list, but you do it first because then I'll know what to do right. Um, is make a magnetic, <laughs> make magnetic connections. So you magnet them together, and the electrical is through the magnets. So when you plug the, the jack in, like it'll be like the controls are on one and control the other one. And then as soon as you disconnect the magnets, they're disconnected electronically. Can electricity pass through magnets? Yeah, uh, you, electromagnets. You, yeah, you've well, you've welded with, with a magnet. You know, you see, it arcs right towards the magnet. It pulls electricity in. Huh. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be magnets. It could be snaps too. You know. Think about it. But then, if you separate the guitars, and you only have the controls for the one guitar, the yeah, second guitar is useless. No, you. Well, you would have to have. You'd have to have a, like a master and a slave. Sets of controls, right? So I don't, I don't like that, Tim. I don't. I like knew that you were going to say that about no. the words, but these are these are common words that are used in this type of talk. So it's nothing no. against humans. It just but, feels uh, inappropriate. It does feel. Let me let me change it. So, yeah, male and female. So you need a male. No, no, no. no One's like, dominant, like and the other's not. Uh, no, nope, don't like that either. Mm-hmm. You gotta have a mm-hmm. horse and a whip. <laughs> Whoa, that's the worst one yet. <laughs> that's the worst one. Um, well, but you know I, what I mean. I it's, don't know. Make, I, I make, don't go make them. <laughs> I got more of them. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> but uh, if if you make them so they work individually, but then when you put them together, like the one set of controls would bypass the other set. I'll help you with the wiring. Yeah, Thanks. maybe one day. I don't think so though. I was actually just gonna put bullets in those boxes, but. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm gonna put my crap in there. <laughs> I'm just gonna put my uh, my 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 murder weapons in them. No, there are no murder weapons. These are fun, shooting, entertaining, focusing. I, I've told you this before, man. When, when, when you're at the shooting range, you have no choice but to let everything else in your life drift away for a few minutes while you're there. You yeah, know, because you're so focused. It's, it's like it's zen. It's, it's a meditative thing to do. It's beautiful. Totally. And I'm wearing a headband while I just said that. That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Dennis Hopper. Hey, Phil. <laughs> yeah. Besides making a jump across the continent, what else has been going on? Well, I was going to talk about that a little bit, but your segue precludes me from being able to do that. Um, well, you know what? I don't have to listen to you. Uh, yeah. I spent some great time. <laughs> I would just start with now. A, with a good friend. Um, and Bill was there, too. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Bill and I had a great time. We had dinner together, and we had uh, a couple of drinks. Mine were alcoholic, and um, and and Casey, of course, was there, and and uh, and Bill's menagerie was in his house, and I got to hang out with Danny, his his beloved Rottweiler. She's an amazing dog, and uh, I, I was in San Francisco for about four days. Area, and great, great city, and and. Bill and Casey and I hung out for like two of those nights. It was a, it was a ton of fun. It was great. Um, and then what did I build recently at home? Oh, nothing. But I did pick up a couple of parts for this uh, 
lab bench um, power supply that I'm building. So I picked up the last few parts that I need to be able to build it. So if I can muster some, some energy over the coming weeks, I'll, uh, I'll put that project together and put the video out. So I'm pretty excited about that. Cool. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I think it'll be uh, it'll be pretty cool. Yeah. Because I'm going to be reclaiming some things in the video, so it'll be it'll be cool. Um, and that's when I got work going on there. Um, Tim, do you want to introduce the topic for this week? Um, of which sure. This Tim totally came up with this all by himself after getting it <laughs> somewhere else. But go ahead. Well, I think that's a that's a future topic. Um, I watched a program on Netflix uh, called The Creative Brain, and it's like an hour-long documentary. And if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it because I was all sorts of inspired by it. It was um, sort of solidifying some things that I, I believe in, um, but it was from people that are like way smarter than me. So it made me feel like pretty happy like that I was on the right path. And the right path, <laughs> as coined by uh, Dave Gagne of Elm City Vintage, is the path of most resistance. And this this goes to I was kind of just laughing because he actually made a pin for me a couple years ago that said timsway.net the path of most resistance um, meaning that I you know take the hard path and the whole premise of the guy the host of this show his whole thing was you have to get off the path of least resistance and you have to get on the path of most resistance uh, if you're going to do anything creative any kind of creative endeavors because anything on the least resistance path path has been done already like that's there's no new challenges there that's all blazed you know it's also not um, an interesting message or challenge right right it's just if you're if you're not taking risks like the one guy i forget his name but he's like this kind of polymath and um and he's made these discoveries in like like paleontology and cooking and in science and rockets shine what's, like all these different things polymath yeah. is that where you can do different kinds of math together and nobody gets jealous yep that's exactly it and uh, yeah. do you not do you not know what the word means no okay well a polymath is someone who's like kind of uh, knows a lot about a lot it's like um it's like the opposite of a specialist. Um, oh, a it, math jack of all trades. Uh, it has nothing to do not with just, math. Not just math, though. Yeah. Uh, even though it's in the name. Yeah. Uh, so he actually had a great quote. He said, um, "He said, and our, our society praises uh, and rewards specialists, right? So it's like everybody, uh, our whole education system is designed to create specialists. So basically, what a specialist is is that there's someone that learns more and more about less and less. He said, and so basically, they know everything about nothing." And that's like the ultimate specialist. If that's you follow not that what path. that means. No, but that was his. But that was his point, though. Is like the ultimate specialist would be someone that knows everything about nothing. If you were to kind of take it to like an existential level, which is kind of funny. <laughs> but um. Okay, I think that's derogatory. But uh, I think I so like, too. But I don't like math anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> math, anyways. But um, you know, he was. Jeez, uh, oh, I forgot. He he was just super inspiring, and uh, and so I I thought that I would we could carry that over here about like. Uh, what's our path of of most resistance and how do we stay on that to stay creative and and fresh because even the path of most resistance if you spend enough time on it it becomes blazed you know for me it was changing from furniture to guitars right like that was that was a big one for me like i was like i was getting kind of whenever i start to get bored with something is like when i feel like i'm starting to get good at it and if i start to get good at it then i want to move on and be bad at something again so that's like that's what i always try to do is like not know what i'm doing you know yeah, no, I find you've done a great job at that. Um, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, obviously, uh, maybe it's not so obvious, but you know, when we challenge ourselves, is probably when we come up with our our the beginning of our best work, 
right? Anytime you do something that's, you know, too easy, yeah, it comes out good, but you don't feel as great about it as you would if you struggled to get it done. Um, anyways, that's the way I feel. But uh, but I feel sometimes the opposite, that like if, if I'm just doing nonstop things that are just constantly challenging, it just kind of wears on you and you're like, ugh, I would love to just be able to bang something out once in a while. Yeah, I think using that path of most resistance is uh, helpful. But you you choose that time because there are times when you want to do something, you want to make something, you want to be involved in something that you know, and that's that's the advantage of having gained that skill. And you just knock it out or you take care of it right. or you're helping somebody else with something. But there are times when you're in a slump or whatever, and, and uh, yeah, the limited tool thing is a great way to do it. If you, if you don't think mm, you know true. or you're in a slump, Grab yourself a hammer and a hacksaw and a, and a piece of metal or a piece of wood and see what you can come up with. And even if you can't come up with anything, at least it starts churning mm. your thought process. Mm. That's a really good point. I always go like kind of the opposite way. I go for the materials. Like my limitations tend to be there. You know, I'm like, well, I'm going to make this. I'm going to use as much just door as possible. And that's and those are the those are the weeds that I throw on the path in front of me. Um, but I like your idea of, uh, of going the other way. It's like, oh, you can, yeah, sure, you can use all the fancy stuff you want, but all you get is a hammer. Like, that is a great, a great idea. Yeah, I mean, um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. The path of most resistance oftentimes is, is a challenge that comes up that you haven't faced before is another way to put that. Something that comes along and, and you know, instead of getting help for it, maybe it's not that critical. And, and pick and choose what you want, whether it's at work, whether it's something you're making, whether it's a... Uh, you know, what am I going to buy so-and-so for their birthday? Uh, if a challenge comes along, sometimes don't take the easy way out, you know. Mm. Go ahead and, and... So let's get some concrete examples here. What was a, uh, a path that you took of least resistance that yielded some incredible results for you where either you, I don't know, you just... I, you got, really I got one. All right. I, I got a great one. Okay. Um, a gift I was going to make for Casey. Mm -hmm. And... Um, how do I actually specifically make this thing for her and, and how do I know what it's going to be, right? So instead of trying to guessing it, well, I spent a month really, really paying attention to things I normally wouldn't about her. What does she look at it when we're shopping? What does she, you know, what does she mention? What is, and it turns out that on more than a few occasions, we were at I'd probably Target and she saw a rocking chair that she wanted. I'm like, ah, I can make a rocking chair for her. Right, and at this time I didn't have any tools. This was before her salon. I had, I literally had um, a handsaw and a Dewalt. I always have a you know a cordless drill, but that was basically it. I didn't really have a lot. I borrowed a chisel from work, so I built her a rocking chair out of a wine barrel. Mm. I love it. Already bent. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Did work know that bent. you borrowed the chisel? Uh, it's, I'm the boss. Doesn't matter. Oh. Oh, There's an unofficial policy about stealing city property as long as you return it before you get caught. I like the way you think. <laughs> but yeah, and, and I went so far as to how am I going to get, how am I going to see how big to make this chair? And I actually, because she sat, you know, we always have, uh, always have had our, I usually have an armchair and she has the couch, right? I huh. literally went to where she sat on the couch because there was kind of just a little tiny button pressing and I measured how wide that was. 
to make that rocking chair to fit her perfectly. So talk about taking the path. That's hysterical. Most resistance. Yeah. 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 But just simply going about that is like, instead of asking her, calling her mom, I was like, you know what? What would be interesting is why don't I see what I'm not really paying attention to her about? You know what I mean? I mean, so that glad she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no but I mean, that's that's beautiful. Even though. Your, did that, though. Yeah. yeah, even with your kids or your friends or whatever, it, you know, trying yeah. to come up with the gift. It's like, what can I discover about them that I don't already know that might be something unique? You know, that's well so, said. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was better than the other one. I'm like, what am I not paying attention to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here's 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 the path of most resistance: paying yeah. attention to my wife. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Followed what by sleeping in the driveway. Yeah. <laughs> That's the path of most reasons. How am I going to get ready for work when I can't get in the front door? Right. <laughs> now that's um that's really well put and well said and so there's there was two things about that one was is that you were f- forcing yourself to to look at your your life differently and and the people in it and the other is the the limited tools that you had as well so it's kind of going back to your first thing about that um yeah phil phil you had mentioned how like sometimes it gets frustrating and uh you know the, the guy said that and that i wish i remember his name but if you watch the documentary you'll see him he, he was great and he was like he's like yeah i spent most of my life angry and frustrated and confused he's like but that's what yields results you know but i hear you on sometimes you need to step away from that and hmm. i think that the benefit from being confused and frustrated that the reward is actually back on that other path right that you're going to be like like everything's gonna be like 10 times easier and better over there now because like you, you know like Sometimes you gotta have a bad day to appreciate a good one. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, it's the reason why, and I said this before, um, when you're practicing ice hockey, a lot of times you use the orange puck, which is three times heavier, right? right? Mm. So you get good with that one. You go back to the regular puck, which is super, feels much lighter and it's easier to control and all that stuff. And the same reason, you know, when you're in the batter's box, um, you know, you've got these weighted bats and you swing them back a few times and then your regular bat feels super light and easy to throw around. So I think it's the same thing, except it's for your brain and for your, I guess, your muscle memory, as if you're yeah. if you're practicing a trait. So for sure, challenging yourself is extremely uh, rewarding once you accomplish what you set out to. I think if you were constantly challenged and you didn't fulfill the challenge and you were just frustrated, right. you'd be walking around with a case of, I guess, blue brains. Not so fun. Uh, <laughs> I get it. I, yeah, you just get yourself like enjoyable. Yeah, right. I would, I would point out too if you can if you can keep it not so drastic where you're not always angry, frustrated, and confused, yeah. but to where if if you're constantly being thrown curveballs, um, that keeps you sharp in the same way as using a three pound puck or or weights on your bat, right? So when it does kind of t- come time to be creative or to make something, maybe maybe that relieves that's your release from the frustration from the a little bit difficult day. You know, because like for mm-hmm. me, it's at work. I have a hard day at work, and I can come home in the shop if I'm not too tired and make make a picture frame, and it feels wonderful. There's no the path of the most resistance is that trying to gain my livelihood outside of what I really want to do. Mm. Right on. You ever you ever try to make like a picture frame that you've never made before with a technique you've never done before? Yeah, yeah. In fact, I've come up with a couple ideas uh, recently. I was thinking about that because it comes into the. Uh, palette wood or the palette coffee table design that I had. Then I thought, well, I could I, I want to do a giant picture frame basically to to make the top look all nice and neat and, and trim. It'll slide right over it, make make it just as wide as the actual palette. It'll slip over the whole thing. So I'll make it as like a picture frame, 
it'll slip right down. I just got to figure out, do I want to do it with miters? Do I want to do it uh, with some box joints on the end or finger joints, which is what I think I'll probably end up doing. I think that would be a fun look. Because mm-hmm. um, finger joints would kind of match the stripes of the palettes, you know? That's exactly Love what it. I was thinking, having them go the opposite direction, you know? Yep. Yeah. Is there still a, uh, you know, the pallet wood upcycle challenge? Is that still going on? I don't even know. Sterling has been through a whole bunch in his life since uh, the last time I remember that going on. Th- I thought someone else took took over that. I was I just know, maybe, I, maybe just curious because maybe Russ Clarity, maybe. Yeah, I thought that's what it was. Maybe. Just because I I wanted to catch it this time. Uh, not sure. If anybody knows, could you uh, reach out to reclaimedaudio.com, leave a five star review, uh, join our <laughs> Patreon, and tell us about the palette thing. <laughs> Easy peasy. <laughs> yeah. I don't or, ask or, for much. Or not. <laughs> so uh, to get back to some concrete, what are some um, what are some concrete times that you've been in the weeds uh, on that on that rough, unblazed path, and it has helped you on the picture frame path? Can, uh, can you think of one? Um, I, I can give an example of what I'm doing. Uh, well, I guess the limitation I put on myself, you know, uh, is guitars. I'm kind of you know focused on them or whatever. Um, I would watch Paul Jackman videos where he would take pallets and he cut them into a million strips and glue them together, and then cut them into a million parts and then glue them together. And I would look at it just like God. I just would, I don't have the patience for that. I was like I, I would never do that. And now I'm doing the same thing with even thinner wood, <laughs> right? right? With with the doors because I'm excited about the the format that i'm doing them in um and so that's the you know it's like well what could i make this work as a guitar could i make this you know how could i get away what else could i do with this and how are the other ways um and so that's that's sort of my path is like is just making whatever shouldn't be a guitar a guitar right well and what's so what that's doing is it's making me a better woodworker because now i'm working on a guitar for a client that's made out of like regular wood and it's like right it's a breeze. It's easy. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't have to glue a million pieces of wood but, together. <laughs> but you're looking at Paul Jackman, you're saying, you know what, that's just not me. I could never do that. But as soon as something pa- that you're passionate about enters the picture. I'm going through glue just like him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, that's where passion comes in and, and gives you that, gives you the energy that you need <laughs> yeah. to... Uh, to take that path of most resistance. <laughs> slow slow your roll, buddy. We gotta save some. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well it gives um, you the motivation to do that, you know, because sometimes yeah. if you if you knowingly are the, going to take the path of most resistance, if you're knowingly gonna use a, a limited tool or if you're you if you're gonna do something the hard way on purpose, it could be daunting, you know. Hmm. So unless you're energized by it because you're so like into doing it like you're going to figure it out you know like right. it excites you you're passionate yeah. about it yep. then the challenge the effort the time it doesn't matter yeah well it yeah, doesn't seem to take that long and it don't seem to be that hard that's for sure you, you mm-hmm. might think it is but once you get into it I, that would be my advice for anybody that's like why would i want to do something harder it it's not hard once you start doing it it's it's challenging. You might have to do some uh, creative thinking to get around what you need to you know overcome. But it becomes fun. It becomes easier in some ways than it is to to you know to use a table saw and just whack out a you know a real simple project. And it, it's like right. it, it's just another step. Like every time, it's just another step. And like I was I always tell Vance when he gets overwhelmed with schoolwork or something, like there's just one more. You just got to figure out the steps. Don't worry about that step. Just worry about the one that's that's next. You know, and then. If you so like you, you're developing this new technique and you're like you got to figure out the step, but then you figured it out. Now you have that step, 
like it's in your lexicon for for that easier path or for other paths you're just it's just a whole it just opens up like now the path can fork in all these other directions and and mm. uh you know you add these new skills uh, you know i that's what that's what i get excited about yeah you got your merit badge and you can move on to the second part of that for sure yeah, yeah. um i was uh so i got off the plane took the uh, i took a red eye flight 11 o'clock at night uh, from San Francisco, I landed in Montreal. Uh, I guess 9:30 a.m. Got home, took a nap uh, for I think like an hour or two. Got up, and what did I do? I ran to uh, Canadian Tire, bought eight bags of earth, two bags of mulch, uh, grass seed, and I went home and I did all kinds of landscaping. And everyone's looking at me I'm like, "Are you nuts?" I was like, I, but honestly, and it seems crazy, I was excited to do it. I was like energized to do it. You know, I, there's been a few things around the yard that I want to get done. I want to clean up one area. I want to put down some sod in another. Um, but when, even if it's hard physically, it's not like hard mentally, like it's, it's easy work, right? But you just, it's physical, especially after you'd sort of gone off an airplane, but, um, I wanted to do it. It made me feel good to do it. And uh, and I, I find a lot of the time that could be the path of most resistance as well. It's just getting your brain to a place where it wants to do all of this work. And, and that's been a big challenge of mine in the last, I don't know, six months is even just... I, maybe I do have an hour to it at night and I could go into the garage and do something, but I'm just like, I, just, I can't even. I can't even. Right. And so this this one felt good. Well, it's almost like nice. you have lately, and I feel like I have lately. We are on the path of most re- most resistance at work, right? You're mm. you're you're traveling nonstop, and so that time you're finding that, even though you're exhausted when you get home, doing something for home, for you, for at that place is wonderful, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, stepping off the path can be a, of most resistance can be rewarding. Yeah, yeah, Tim. <laughs> um, what are future paths you would like to blaze? You have your. Let's start with you, Phil. You have your electronics bench. What are yeah. some? Uh, what are some some uh, unblazed paths you're looking forward to down that? Well, road? I got to meet up with you to get my welder. Yep. Oh, that's a good one because you haven't welded yet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I just, stopped the, build the welder, path of so. most resistance is actually getting from point A to point B to get the welder. It seems to it's, be it's I ninety one south. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Bill? What's uh, what's something that you are dying to get into? I know what you're going to say, but anyways, go ahead. Um, to me, it's just to get get work settled, get get some help there, so I can just get back in the shop. Like I said, I have this pallet wood coffee table idea and I don't know why it's uh, from back from when Tim was talking about those rich people that wanted a coffee table uh, is where that came from and, and it's just stuck in my mind this idea of a two tiered two different size pallets done in a way that looks kind of cool um, for I thought whatever. you were going to say CNC that's why I said that no I, I still nah maybe a laser somebody somebody want to send me a laser CNC I'll, I'll try it but I uh, know Oh, you really know how to sell yourself there, right? Someone want to send me a several yeah. thousand dollar machine? Anyone? It no? doesn't have to be a several thousand dollar once, Phil. I'm not, I'm not like that. I don't know. The joke works better if it's several thousand dollars. 
Yeah, I like, uh, I like that idea. Also, let me ask you guys, let me pose this to you guys. Wouldn't the path of most resistance on purpose, right? If you choose to go about something the hard way, don't doesn't there have to be a, a certain amount of leisure time involved with that? Don't you have to have the time to do that? Because you can't take on a commission that somebody needs and you have a deadline and say, you know what? I'm going to do this in the hardest way possible to make it artsy. Right? And that's what Tim does. Um, no, you well, you've got a really good point. Like right now, I'm, you know, I'm trailblazing or whatever, you know, with these doors, um, because I had a couple of good commissions that I took care of that that gave me the opportunity to not have to hunt them as hard. Like I, you know, I I've got a little bit of a cushion right now, and I've got a couple jobs that are paying, you know, but I've got a little bit of a cushion to where I don't have to grab more jobs. So I'm right. taking advantage of that to do this and to de- continue to develop my brand and my skills. And that is not a luxury that I always have. And there are times, like right now, I almost have, because I have I have a lot of stuff going on right now. I've almost got too much. It's just like like my ADD is just in heaven because I can just run around in circles and not actually finish anything. Um, but that's like, I kind of needed that uh, that time to just sort of, you know, just just cut weeds and you know or whatever it's trying to say with the analogy i'm failing um but it's not it's not always like that so it is definitely a luxury that we don't always get but i think we can make time for it um maybe not to the extent that i am right now but yeah like uh i mean that's my business was built that way i, I would people say hey can you can you weld this i don't even have a welder i'm like yeah i can weld that and i buy a welder and i figure it out and by the time right. i'm done losing money on that job i know how to weld you know um, things like that. So there are ways that you can do that without, you know, going broke and make it part of your workflow or just, just setting aside, like, I mean, how much time do we waste on our phones? How much time do we waste watching Netflix? Like, like this, you know, um, to take some, reclaim some of that time for yourself to, to force yourself to exercise Ooh, your brain. Cause there's a time you really reclaim time, reclaiming time. Oh, I should write that down. I think we did that once actually. Right, yeah. We did do that. Yeah. We did we that did? once. Yeah. We've done all the clever titles already. We've done a lot of How about these. Re- recycled time. Yeah, we did that too. That was the next week. Retiming cycles. <laughs> Ooh, that's actually a thing you got to do on revolvers. Retiming yeah. cycling. Go ahead. Got to bypass the compressor. Easy NRA. Chill out. Okay, we're talking about reclaimed wood here. I I am not a supporter of the NRA. Let's make that very clear. Okay. Sure, man. <sighs> I don't even remember what I was saying anymore. Um, yeah, paths. You talk, Make them. No, I, I, I mentioned that, you know, leisure time to be able to do a, an artsy, hard to do. Oh, right, right. Just, right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, it's, I think it's important to keep your mind strong, to always be giving your mind something that, like a challenge. You know what I mean? Because, like, when we're in school, we do that all the time. And then a lot of us, like, we get out of school and we go to our jobs and, and there's you know you're not necessarily exercising your brain like i think it's always i think it's good to be on a razor's edge sometimes and uh and you can do that you know without just doing sudoku puzzles you can you know do it in your workshop or whatever like you know take a take a half hour every night to just work on this like pet project of yours you know we everybody can do that everybody can do that yeah i mean that's what a hobby and a passion is right yeah yeah so we've done a lot of metaphorical and phil you asked for a couple of concretes um yeah, maybe maybe just um, for people that are listening, the next time you're going to make something, swap out a tool, 
that you would normally use. Start there if you if you try you know and just see what that does for you. What tool do you have that you can swap out instead of using a table saw? Use your circular saw uh, instead of power sanding orbital sander. Use sandpaper. You know what I mean? See see what swap out one tool in making of something that you would normally make. See and, and see what that does. And then I would say swap out one material for something Ooh. that's that that would be. That, you yep. know, if you're gonna if you're gonna make a cutting board, like find you know what's the one thing that you can put in there that's not gonna poison people when they eat off of it. <laughs> that's not what, or you know, or whatever you're making. Like see if see if you can replace like that you know that that corner piece with plastic instead of wood or metal or you know Used swap out one material. Tires. Used. Oh God, I I had this plan once. I was man, I was trying to make a pair of shoes with them. <laughs> it was a they're a pain in the neck to work with. Don't use tires. <laughs> I actually have this, um, I have mulch that's made of used tires. Yeah, 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 the rubber, yeah. And I put it into, uh, so I trenched around my kid's uh, playground that we have in the backyard, and I put down this this tire mulch, uh, but they discontinued it. I bought all they had, and it wasn't enough, so th that was one of the things that I did this weekend was supplement it with some cedar mulch. So now it's this big, black, very nice-smelling mess. Nice. Yeah. Cedar is nice, smelly, messy. Yeah, yeah. So it mixes yeah. in well with the tire smell. Yeah. Hmm. Smells like victory. Smells like freedom. And if you don't like it, <laughs> you can get out of my sandbox or whatever. <laughs> and get out. Uh, How are we doing for time? I, I think we're doing great for time. This this topic was was tremendous. I think we're done with it. Um, let's move on there was one itunes review that i did not read last week because i didn't see it because it's not um it's not from the u.s which is why you see it oh yeah i don't see those yeah okay so this one it, comes are, from there are no new one u.s thing, ones this week i'm a little sad no but we do have one from the land of the rising sun what was that bill I was just going to say, if there's one thing we are, we are inclusive. We want to include the rest of the uh, th world. That's, that's enough from you, Bill. Yeah. Yeah, simmer down. <laughs> Wait, did you say from Japan? Yeah, the land of the rising what? sun. Someone in Japan listens to us? Uh, yeah, man. Thanks to uh, thanks for making us sound bigger than we are. I mean, oh, yeah, no, we're big in Japan. Yeah. It's huge in Japan. Well, you are physically very large if you were in Japan. Um, I know, I, dri I drive a car from Japan I barely fit in it <laughs> That's true, that's so funny Funny story, when uh, when I worked At uh, the bike company uh, and Somebody actually called me up for it Because I was wearing a, a Guru Cycles t-shirt In a picture that Bill posted um, When we were doing stuff For export, so They were custom bikes, so when we had If you were domestic, if you were somewhere in North America We'd make you a custom bike, you'd get it but when we were trying to sell stuff abroad, um, we would design five bike geometries for extra small through extra large. And, uh, and so we'd build them in advance and we tried to sell them through distributors uh, across Europe and whatever. And then when, uh, when we had to do it for Asia, we had to take our large, make that the extra small. Uh, sorry, the extra. We took our large, made that our extra large, and then scaled down every other size because we needed one even smaller bike. So people really are very different across the world, and, and in Asia you do have to make smaller sizes. Uh, so that's just a, a funny little footnote. Hmm. Um, this, this, uh, this review comes from Simcall, 
and the title is I Agree The Expanse is Awesome. Um, which one of us talked about that? I didn't see that show. Did you see that? Uh, I'm the one that tried to get you guys to watch that. Okay, I'll The Expanse is awesome. It's the super Expanse. awesome. Yeah. It's called The Expanse, and they actually tried to use real science in making the science fiction. Uh, oh, I, I think there was, uh, there was one like that where they went to Mars. Is that the one? Or the time we're going well, to Mars and they had like real no. scientists? No. Okay. This, no, this is, the, uh, the premise is it's the Earth, we colonize Mars, and then we're also in the outer asteroid belts, and it's three different factions and we're trying to and, and they're it's it's just you gotta watch it okay I'll, I'll check that out I'll start watching it right. tonight is that, is that on Netflix I believe so yes um, okay. and then here is the review um, thanks to you all thanks to you all for the banter and occasional tips um, trying to get my woodworking into a viable side business and feeling connected to the maker community here isn't easy with language barriers plugging away though Great to have you guys in the workshop with me. I don't know what he's talking about. His English is perfect. Um, I think maybe <laughs> no, honestly, I wasn't. No, but guessing. maybe he's maybe he speaks English in a Japanese speaking area. Oh, that's that how makes I understand that. Like that makes way more sense. Maybe yeah, he makes... just translated his review. No, I think Tim's is right. That makes a lot more sense because he's local there, right? So if he's trying to get in, it's gonna Ooh, I'm just gonna say even... he's. He's riding the XL bike is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I, think I might know who this is. There's something in the back of my mind about a maker uh, who's uh, abroad in Japan. No, he's Living a man. In Japan. He's not abroad. He Phil, had a beard. Even for, even for you. Even for you, Phil. What do you mean even for me? That was genius. Look at you. You scratched your head for three solid seconds before I saw the light of recognition. <laughs> 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 All right. Carry on. Um, was it? Are you done reading it yet? I'm done. Yes. Okay. I, well, I think what we need you to write back to us. What was the reviewer's name? Uh, Simcol. S I M C O L. But the S and the C are capitalized. Simcol. We we need to know more more information about yeah, about this you. man. You to, yes. Yeah, but or woman. We don't know. Or abroad. Well, basically, we want to know: do you do you need the extra large bike or the small we're, size? We're just curious if you if yeah if you're native Japanese or if you uh, are an expat. So let us know. Info like at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, yeah. Okay, whoa, whoa. I thought you were trying to wrap. Oh the show yeah, for up. him. Like, yeah. Wait. Yeah. Info it. I I would or like to point counsel out at timsway.net if you need legal advice. <laughs> since we're talking about now, this we're we're kind we of somewhat stereotyping. Uh, uh, different cultures and the size of their people, but I just want to point out World Cup women's soccer is going on right now, and J- Japan's goalie is like six foot two. Is she Japanese? Yeah. Oh yeah, well I mean there's yeah. there's always ex- there's always exceptions to the bell curve, just, of course. Yeah, you know. But you know hey, what, you, you design curves for everybody. Not oh, you're thinking how I do lutes? Yeah, it is kind of a curvy L. So is Laverne on Laverne and Shirley though. Okay, I got a tip for this week's um, weekly oh, tips segment. Uh, this one is um, with regard to uh, landscaping. Maybe Bill can chime in here. Um, with the curvy L for landscaping? No. No, not the curvy L for landscaping. Oh. Um, and I actually got this one from John Peters, who uh, who is a fantastic YouTube channel. I've been watching him for years. I think he's great. Yeah. Um, Art and Home, John Peters. Is that him? Yeah, John Peters Art and Home, I believe, is the name of his channel. The, the Expanse is off Netflix now. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, just text me later about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyways, so what I do is is I take I take my uh, my earth or my soil, I put it in the wheelbarrow, and then I put the uh, the grass seed into the wheelbarrow, and I toss some water in there, and I mix it up like a big salad, and then uh, you leave it covered up for a little while, and over a course of a few days, it'll start to sprout in there, and then and then that's what you lay out. And then you kind of have created a little nursery of grass. Interesting. And, uh, and then and then it's a faster way to get going because a lot of times what happens is is uh, the seed will get eaten by birds if you just sort yep. of sprinkle it on top of the soil. Yep. That's actually they actually sell that as a product now. Not very many people know to do that, Phil. That's uh, if you thought of that on your own, that's genius. I didn't. I, I got it from John Peters, but it stayed in my oh. head for about three or four years until I had to do it myself. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, that's been around for a while, but you'll notice now that uh, I think like the infomercials are even selling that stuff. Just throw this stuff. It looks green. It'll grow green, you know, or whatever it is. But oh, that's, yes, yes. That's essentially what that's doing. It's And it's doing it the right way with adding, without adding all the dyes and chemicals and stuff on it just to make your little patch look green for a few days till the grass starts sprouting. Right. Uh, excellent way to do it. Okay. Well, I feel good about myself right now. That was the path of most resistance well all you need to do is i got a couple spots in my lawn that uh that need some help so just fix them for me while you're here and i'll give you that welder hang yeah. tight i'll be right over yeah just grab your wheelbarrow and fill it up with Put some wheelbarrow seed. yeah and then Ooh, you i love it upcycle. i love having all this like uh this, okay. this landscaping <clears throat> stuff i got myself a tiller also not a obviously a gas powered a manual human powered tiller so Oh yeah, you need your you need some shoulder gas for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, that was a fun one because you gotta sort of tear up the earth wherever it is that you're gonna lay this stuff down. Otherwise, it's gonna have a hard time settling. Yeah, it's it's so easier it than a shovel, I guess, doing it that way. Because every time I've ever done, oh, yeah. I just shovel and turn and shovel, and it's it's that's the I, worst. That's why I just I haven't fixed it. <laughs> I I don't so, know if it's the headband that's that's squeezing on my brain and made this happen right now, but. Tim's truck against Phil's wheelbarrow with a like a leaf blower motor attached to it. Yeah, me by a mile. What are we even talking about? Well, if you're going to go to Tim's house with a wheelbarrow, you guys could race. Oh, yeah, I'm saying I would win. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'll win by race. Yeah, yeah. Anytime, anywhere, except for in that wheelbarrow, because I don't think I can beat that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, are we going uphill or down? Yeah. Crosswind, yes or no? Yeah. Um, what um, what grabbed your attention, Billy Lutz? What grabbed your attention this week? Um, you know what grabbed my attention uh, is when I did the paracord rap, right? And I would suggest to anybody if you haven't played with paracord before, go on the YouTube's, go to the library. It's it's a it's a thing that's been around for a long, 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 long time, and I forgot how much fun it was. It it really is. It's like. Uh, like you said, Phil, it's like a, it's a manly way to crochet or a womanly way to crochet or Macrame. I don't yeah. know if, if you want to yeah. put a gender to it or not. But anyway, uh, look up some paracord stuff and uh, make some stuff with paracord. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And it's so cheap now because everybody's doing it. So, Or you could actually get some cord from a parachute if you know any skydivers. They make an elastic paracord, too. But that's not paracord. <laughs> no, they, they, well, they call it they call it like stretch cord or something like that, but yeah, uh, yeah. it's similar. And um, I have some I messed around with some paracord when I made the marimba, and I still have some. Yeah. And I was pretty impressed with it. 
Paracord itself is is rated for uh, the standard. I think is 550, 550 pounds for yeah. this, and so the idea, especially for like people who use for camping or survival or whatever like that, to have some of that with you because it's you know the, the survival bracelets that are made out of paracord. You can get like twenty feet of that in one bracelet, so you can undo yeah. it. Now you got enough to help tie a tent together or something. I don't know. Yeah, but well, I mean, you could even it, pull yourself up a cliff if you had to. I mean, it can handle that kind of weight. You know. It, yeah, it absolutely can. Yeah. it absolutely can. There are yeah. ways to do that by making a loop and winch and pulley system. But anyway, that that's that's what caught my attention again. From it, that's what hmm. sparked an old memory. Interesting, Tim, go. Um, I had mentioned on the podcast before that I made those guitar kits, my DIY guitar kits that are available at newperspectivesmusic.com and several packages. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I've sold a few of them. They're starting to show up in the wild. And the first video that I know of showed up yesterday from Joe Pierce Maker. We all know Joe. And, yeah, uh, I met him. Um, yeah, he's a super nice guy. And yeah. he made this video where he made a flying V uh, guitar with my kit. And it was great to see because the guitar is awesome it's like a really cool v um it was nice to see the kit working in doing exactly what it was intended it was joe's first guitar he's messed around with guitars where he's never built one from scratch and so it was like the system worked everything worked but the icing on the cake in this video is that joe wrote a song uh, it's not really about me it's more about the sticker that Dave Gagne had made this as be more like Tim Sway, which I think he was being facetious when he made it. But, but so he wrote a little like kind of punk rock song he put in this video. And it's like, I mean, it's embarrassing because it's like, he's like saying, I want to be a, like a guy like Tim Sway, which is like kind of, but it was like, it was like a, like actually a really good song. It was catchy. And my, my wife loved it. She's been like singing it all day. <laughs> it's a punk rock song. Yeah. It's like a, kind of like a punky kind of like power pop kind of song be more like tim sway or you could just go away yeah. no like not, not like that no it's good oh <laughs> but so th- I, I i strongly recommend the video to see <laughs> so re- mean don't stifle him you know how sensitive he is <laughs> that's about the most resistance uh, but the, the video was the video is great joe's guitar is beautiful and joe thank you it was very flattering and and uh um uh i'm just I was very touched uh, by by everything about this video. So thank you, Joe. I, I saw you post uh, something about that. I am going to check that out. So that yeah, no, it's great. It's great. The guitar is awesome. It's all purple heart and stuff. It's like pff, sick. Ooh, yeah, nice. That's a, that's yeah. a talk about the path of most resistance. Working with purple heart. Yeah, it's, it give, it's not forgiving. No, no. very hardwood. Um, what grabbed my attention this week is I've been watching a ton of these videos that are like. I bought a box of electronics from eBay. Let's see if I could fix it. So that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So someone will buy something like a whole box of crap for 10 bucks, fix it, and sell it off piecemeal, um, which which hits two uh, buttons for me, um, <laughs> fixing stuff and making money. So uh, that's kind of what I've been obsessed with. There's this one guy, if I can find it real quick, he, uh, he'll buy like... A lot of like 18 broken Xbox Ones or whatever, and then uh, and then he goes through and fixes each one at a time and shows you what was it that was broken with it. Ooh, um, that's a, that's good information. That's right moneymaker, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was cool. Like, you know, these guys are kind of like divulging the you know the the tricks of the trade, and uh, and they really, I don't know, probably show you more than you should, but you kind of could do anybody could do it at this point. 
Uh, so mm-hmm. I love that. I love the transparency of that, and they just sort of show me what it is. I, lo- I love the recycling of that. That's yeah. They're like on Xbox Twenty Nine now, aren't they? I mean, I think they're still on the Xbox One, but there's like different versions of it that comes with like a bigger uh, hard drive or a faster or whatever. Right. But it's still Xbox One. Um, I, just, I love open source in general. I'm just such a fan of that. Yeah, you know. Well, it just it opens up. You know, it gives everybody that may not otherwise be able to have something like that. Although I never will because I don't do video games. Never have. Um, but it gives them the opportunity to to come across that, so they may not be able to afford it because that stuff ain't cheap. No. No. I and I found I found the YouTube channel. It's called Tronics Fix. Nice. So T R O N I C S Fix. Cool. And, Excellent. Uh, yeah, good guy. And that's what I got there. And if I go back to my notes, uh, we did our tips. We did grab our attention. Our channels on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out ironandsoul.com, williamlutes.com, timsway.net, newperspectivesmusic.com. Hey, contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys. Email info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. Or hit us up on Twitter, at Reclaimed Audio. On iTunes, leave us them reviews. There's a button on our website, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. It launches iTunes. Super easy way to leave us a five-star review. And no matter what it says in there, we will read it out loud on air as long as it's a five-star review. Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio. Again, there's a button on our website for that. It's the absolute best way to keep us going week in, week out. And I'm sure you'll agree, that's what we all want. So... I got to tell you, with the uh, with the success of this episode, I mean, I just feel really good about this one. This I feel like was... we should just tell people to skip it. Just maybe, just don't listen to this one. No, Phil, don't be so hard. Path resuscitated. We should, we should, we should tell them that at the end, because then that's that's gonna happen. irony. Yeah, it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Well, oh, by the way, guys, don't well, listen to this one. Thank you. Good night. Yeah. What yeah. What I'm saying is, <laughs> the quality of this episode alone is worth the price of admission. So if you're not already a patron, huh? Right? Uh huh. Oh, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. I, I I agree with what Bill's saying. I I wasn't paying attention, so I'll just say okay. Have a great week, everybody. Bye, everybody. Be good. Yeah.